It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, Rams Nation, welcome back. This is your host, Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. This is the Tuesday edition of Locked On Rams, and we are jacked up here. I'm joined, as always, by my main man, James Kroger. James, how you doing today, bud? Just like you said, Bear, I'm jacked. We got now the best cornerback in the league is now on the Rams, and I'm so excited. News alert, news alert, news alert. If you have not been uh, awake for the past four days, we landed Marcus Peters, and you named it one of the best cornerbacks in the league, and details we're finally released today because the thing that was driving us crazy, we talked about doing an emergency pod yeah. on Friday and getting together, uh, but we didn't know what it was for, and there was a lot of speculation. Well, the details came out today. Break it down for me, James. So the best part of this news is we don't have to give up our first round, our number 23 Ooh. pick, which... Where there's a know, lot of talk about there it. There would have been a lot of weight on that. There's a lot of talk about it. We'll get into the Tremaine situation in a bit. So what we're getting with Marcus Peters is a 2018 sixth round pick. Yep. And L.A. is giving up a 2019 second-round pick and a 2018 fourth-round pick. So we get a sixth-round back this year. We're giving up a fourth-round this year and a second-round next year. Yes, sir. So a fourth and a second in two different years for Marcus Peters and a sixth-round pick. Uh, highway robbery, my man. Feel right. pretty good about it. Wes Snead is the man, and... I feel like this, we don't, something went wrong here. I mean, is he a, a good negotiator or are the Chiefs desperate right now? Or how do, I don't know. There's it, The crazy thing on how these things come together is, you know, you heard a lot about Marcus Peters and him in coming out of college. You know, he was released from UW with some disciplinary stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was talks that him and Andy Reid and the Chiefs didn't really get along. He had the flag-throwing incident. Um, I think he got ejected near one of the other games near the end of the season. Um, so there's talks that they were just kind of looking to go a different direction. Obviously, they traded Alex Smith as well. Uh, they just cut one of their linebackers. They're kind of on a transition part right here as far as what they're going to do with the team. And this was one of the pieces. And and I got to give Leslie credit for being right there on the doorstep and going, "Hey, you guys think about getting rid of him? Cool, we got this, this, and this. What, what, do we, what can we do?" And making yeah. that happen. But you know, after listening to Marcus Peters, he doesn't think he's leaving KC on a bad note. He had a good time there. There was actually an interview that came out today on the NFL Network where he sat down and talked about his time uh, and kind of what was coming on. Actually, I'm going to throw that clip in there because I found it pretty interesting. So here, a quick listen to Marcus Peters on his first reaction of being traded. Marcus Peters, man, I, I can't say of the Kansas City Chiefs anymore, LA, of man. the Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> and look, bro, they, they, they traded you to the Rams and a six-round pick for a 2018 fourth-round pick and a 2019 second-round pick. And you got some of the best defensive stats in the league. Bro, what was your reaction to this news? It's business. That's it? It's business. And all I can do is just go handle mine. You know, um, I thank the Kansas City Chiefs for everything they did for me to start it off. Um, now it's on L.A., you know. I'm going to miss playing on my teammates yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's gonna. That's the biggest thing about, about this game, that, that, that you can't change nothing about the business. Because once you get in that locker room, that's family. You know, and I miss the guys, man. I miss Eric, miss Miss Justin. Yeah. I'm gonna miss Coach Reed. I'm really? Miss, miss, man, Big Red. <laughs> and, and it's funny, man, because I'm sitting there and 
it's been a crazy little week, you know, and mm -hmm. I'm sitting there and I'm looking at everything. It's like, man, y'all talking about me and Big Red had issues? So it was no issues with you and Andy Reid? Nope. Big Red can come check me like my pops can come check me, and I'll take it as, as thank you, Big Red, because you know what? He was looking in the best interest for me to, to, to become a better player. You know, they already knew that I had some so-called character issues off the field, uh -huh. you know, that happened at um, UW, and they took me, you know, all they told me was, come on, we're going we gonna to take it and we're going to grow together, you know, and we grew for these three years. It was cool. And sometimes it's just business. Got to move on. Huh? It's just business. Well, I mean, well, what happened last year, man? I mean, obviously there was some 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 things mm -hmm. happened. You know, you threw some stuff up into the stands, took yeah. the shoes off. Um, and, and I've talked to you, and I know mm -hmm. you, so um, I know there's a lot of passion there. Explain to the fans here in Los Angeles that's getting this personality. Explain to them how, how you've grown from those moments. Ooh, all right. So, <laughs> <laughs> nah. The best thing about it is that you can grow from it. Yeah. You learn from everything. You learn from your uh, from from things that happen to you, and you take you take everything. And I put it on my own shoulders. You know, I don't blame nobody for nothing I do. You know, if I if I do it once, I throw that flag in the stands. I knew it was gonna happen. You know, yeah. I shouldn't have walked off. And I so look, I I had to go take a shower. And I came <laughs> back, my socks and stuff was gone. So yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't, I wasn't coming out there. You know, to just be out there. You know. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I was had my mom and my son. Right there, you know? So yeah. it, was, it, it was coming from a place of respect. It was coming from a place of, um, of, of, of love, you yeah. know what I mean? The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a post-mortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trail Blazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football with your Locked On Fantasy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fantasy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry, you can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. So like he said, it's a business and things are going to go their other way. He's excited to come out here in LA, join this defense. Obviously, uh, one of the things that you saw kind of rolling around the internet is people were saying, oh, he's going to ruin the locker room and, you know, the we, not me can only go so far. It could take one player to ruin it. Mm -hmm. What I love about the situation is that we've got strong leadership, not just as players, 
but we've seen Wade Phillips take players in the past that have had troubled backgrounds, and I'm doing air quotes for those of you that can't <laughs> see me, and has turned them into, you know, producing monsters. Uh, to leave the cornerback from Denver, he was one of the guys that they had talked about kind of having a trouble issue pass when right. he came in, and he had some of his best seasons under Wade Phillips. Obviously a great player, great tackler, and Marcus Peters is a playmaker. The man's around the ball, uh, making plays constantly. Right, and like we heard in the clip, he didn't really have any trouble with they read yeah. uh, Andy Reid. So it looks like he loved Andy Reid, and if he if he got along with Reid, I know he can get along with Wade Phillips, and he's on a winning young team, and then who doesn't love Sean McVay? Who yeah. want to work with that guy? And he kind of mentioned as he was talking about Big Red, about he kept it straight with him. When he was coming at him, he was looking out for his best interests, and I think he'll find that here with this coaching staff, is yeah. that McVay's going to shoot it straight to you, and he's going to be looking out for you and the team's interests, and he's going to, you know, he's not going to, you're not going to hear something in the newspaper that was said behind his back. He's going to come right to you. Right. And Wade's going to provide that big picture. Wade's been in the NFL for how many years? He's right. going to be able to let him know how important his attitude shift, if it shifts, is, is going to have to be in this league. But I just love this, man. I can't get over how excited I am. We just locked in one of the best cornerbacks in the league, and we're giving up a few picks, a second rounder next year, a fourth mm-hmm. rounder this year. I'm tired of people putting so much energy into the draft, and I get it for certain teams, and even us, you can find value in the draft, and you want to have picks because you want to get some of that talent coming in. But in that second round, especially in that fourth round, you're just kind of you're just picking guys in the fourth round. You're just kind of hoping that what you see is talent. Obviously, we've got Cooper Cup in the third round. You can find guys deep in the draft that can be really productive. But the amount of a hit to a miss on what you're going to get for a guy like Marcus Peters that you know has been in the league for three years, he's coming on a deal where you can extend him for $9 million. You don't have to pony up at that position like we have to do with Tremaine Johnson. We'll get into that because I'm curious what we can really do with Tremaine. And does this mean end-all, be-all for Tremaine and see you later? You know, we posted up a picture on social media and we kind of said welcome to the team. Marcus Peters, and by Tremaine Johnson. <laughs> and we kind of rubbed people the wrong way on Rams Podcast uh, with that one. And people were saying, don't do it like that. And I don't think that was the tone we really meant to say. It was not like, screw you, peace out. But it was like, do we have the money? Are we looking to go a different way? Because you don't bring a guy in like Peters, um, you know, and trade for him what we did, second, fourth round. And obviously there's potential, just like Sammy Watkins. And it kind of gives that idea to maybe what we're doing with Sammy Watkins that we're going to value that guy being on our team moving forward, knowing that he he has some money coming his way soon. Right. And speaking of money, keep in mind, like Barrett just said, we're still paying off his rookie contract. So this next year we'll be paying him $1.7 million, opposed to, what, up to fifteen, what we would yeah. have to pay Tremaine to keep him on board. So, yeah, you know, we, we that, was, that was my bizzle, tossing that up on social media. Wasn't trying to diss Tremaine. Love Tremaine Johnson. Got his autograph on my hat last year. Yeah. That. So, but at the same time, you remember some of the frustration with the fans when we were at practice. You know, yeah. they were telling them, earn your money before this last season had happened. Yeah. So it's it seems like a pretty big debate in Rams Nation. I feel like around 25-30% of the people are saying, you know, maybe there's a chance Tremaine's going to stick around. But just like you said, and we've said on social media, the money doesn't make sense in making that move. It, yes, it would be great to have him around, but I, yeah. we need to pay Aaron Donald. And we still have some more triggers to pull before we, we, we make that decision. Yeah, definitely. And it kind of starts to lend towards the factor of, yeah, we're looking elsewhere with Tremaine Johnson. It's crazy. As you mentioned, social media, kind of watching and kind of peeking and poking around social media and seeing Todd Gurley post pictures and seeing Tremaine comment, loyalty is everything. And yeah. just seeing these little pieces, you start to put your own narrative on what he's feeling or thinking. And you start to think that he's on the way out with the way he's talking and the way that you're seeing things. 
But at the same time, we need to be reading into it. I would love to see maybe Tremaine come back, take a smaller salary, look at the big picture, and as we talked about, seeing what we have out here in L.A., adding a guy like that, you want to be a part of it. It's one of the best one-two combos at the cornerback if he stays. Um, but is the money is the money there for him? That's yeah. the question. Another thing is, is the chemistry. It seems like Tremaine, like you just saw on social media with Gurley, has chemistry with this team, and I'm, I know they built that chemistry over the last few years on the turnaround that they've had. Hopefully, somebody like Peters can add to that chemistry and not uh, dilute it or, or you know, have any sort of dent in it because it's been working. This team is so fluid with each other. But yeah, as you and I were talking about watching some of Peters' highlights earlier, you think about some of the momentum that he'll be able to bring along with Aaron Donald. You provide a couple more seconds for that quarterback to be back there and get sacked by our defensive line. And, and just how exciting, how much more excitement that Peters can bring to this to this team, so hopefully it yeah. goes in a positive direction. And one of the things I love about Peters is when he makes a play, which it seems like he's making a lot of plays lately. In his time in the NFL, he leads in all turnovers that he's created. You know, he's had 11 interceptions in the last two years, and when he makes a play on the ball, it's not just like, okay, we're going to take the ball at 20 and go the other way. He's turning that into a punt return. And right. if you watch his highlights, which were so fun to see the NFL posting and Rams retweeting it and things like that. But just watching all of the plays that he's made is when he gets the ball, he turns into an offensive player. Right. And he starts moving the ball the other direction. And it's just fun to watch him kind of turn a defensive play into an offensive play. Not only change the possession, but field position as well. So um, watching those two potentially being able to work together would be amazing. Because just because we got Peters, if Tremaine goes, we don't have uh, stability in that cornerback position. Because obviously there's... Webster coming off his Achilles. There's NRC, who's a free agent. What do you do with him? Joyner is still a pending free agent, and we're not sure if we're going to tag him and whatnot. You got Johnson, who's you know going into his second year back in the safety position. We have a lot of questions in that secondary on who goes where and how we can fill those roles. So it would be awesome if we keep Tremaine at the right price, pay AD, work some things out. Obviously, there's going to be pieces of the puzzle that have to go to make cap room like this. Obviously, Robert Quinn was a name that was mentioned in possibly being traded uh, for Marcus Peters during this, and his money and his salary cap's looking, you know, pretty interesting about maybe cutting him and saving some dollars. So a lot more to come. I think this is just the beginning from Les Need. I can't wait to see the draft because I think he's starting to feel comfortable pulling triggers and moving things around and trading draft picks and getting players and you know, made that move for Sammy Watkins last year. So I think he's finally getting comfortable in this role, and his moves are starting to work. So, Les, man, have at it. Have at it. And, you know, I want to address that stat you said. He actually leads the league, you guys, in interceptions in the past three years since 2015 with 19 total throughout that whole time. And you mentioned what he's going to turn himself into. Well, he quoted himself that he is the... Tasmanian devil because he's going to take the ball any way that he wants. Just let him make plays. Let me make plays. Let me bring my energy. So talking about bringing that chemistry to the defense, he's leading the league in interceptions like you just mentioned, and he's going to be able to turn himself into something positive uh, coming out of that. And you and I have talked about this for the past month or so, what we need to address in the offseason. And we, the, our number one is always the secondary and the defense. Yeah. And that's the first thing they did, and they did it well. Yeah, they made me happy there. So well, that's what I love. Less needed. What they did a couple years ago it was the offense. Our offense was struggling. We needed some love on the offense. What did we do? We went out and got the number one overall pick. We drafted two tight ends. We spent all of our energy on the offense side this offseason. We got a big left tackle. We got a center. We added that number one wide receiver. 
and all of a sudden we saw a little slippage in our defense, and they came back and landed a guy like this when Tremaine was, you know, in talks about potentially walking out the door. They said, we're not going to have let Tremaine walk and get nothing. So they jumped on it early. They took advantage of Casey, who was looking to move him, looking any reason to get rid of him. I you know, saw a bunch of jokes out there of Andy Reid giving this trade up for three cheeseburgers. And he was like, sold! <laughs> Sorry, Andy Reid, make fat jokes, but it was pretty, pretty funny. Uh, that uh, that's what I feel like we got for him, man. A fourth and a second. Uh, I would sign off this any day of the year. I'm excited about him. And he adds that swagger that we already have here with our players. You watch these guys on defense when they're really flying around and you know it's that team effort and everyone's flying to the ball. He adds that swagger, and hey, if you're in the first 15 rows, you might get a flag. You never know. Yeah, you guys know. I don't know. But hopefully, he won't pull that stunt in LA. But yeah. you know, you never know with this guy. But to add to some of that stuff that we got for those three cheeseburgers, bear Ooh. is uh, yeah. I just mentioned that he leads the league in interceptions. Yep. I want to give you a breakdown of the trend over the past three years on some of his other stats. So over the last three years, passes targeting his coverage in 2015 was 151. 2016, that went all the way down to 91, and then last year, it was down to 72, which is below half of his, his first year coming in. Passer rating allowed against his coverage, 2015, it was 67.1%, 16, 65.6, and then this last year, it was 66. If you guys aren't aware, passer rating of in the 60s is, is pretty bad. So he tears these quarterbacks up, uh, especially in the AFC West, where he's had a passer rating a lot of zero. Zero. zero, and he played those people twice a year. <laughs> so, Every one of those people, and then zero. I mean, that when I saw that came out, and I was hoping you were getting to it, I just kept as you're doing pass ratings. I'm like, tell me about that AFC West. <laughs> um, and the great thing is, Rams play the AFC West as one of the divisions that come in and we face this year. So he's going to know that folk pretty well, um, and hopefully be able to you know keep that zeros across the board. But if you're a wide receiver. In the NFC West right now, you got to be not very happy about Yeah, you're not happy about this addition out here. It's making a lot of things harder, and we're excited to have them. Yeah, and the best part is, talking about facing the AFC West, we're going to be in Denver, and we will obviously see the Chargers in L.A., but we're going to be in Mexico City when he's playing his old team. So when he does face his old team in Mexico City, he was asked about that, actually, and he said when facing Mahomes... I'm expecting turnovers, and I'm expecting to win. He knows how to get me the ball. This could be fun. Yeah, well, I mean, that was the backup. I mean, he was going against uh, first team D all year, probably, and he's probably got a pretty good read on that guy. And being that it is his first year as a starter, expect some ups and downs. And in Mexico City, outside of the U.S., against your former team, I bet he's going to be pretty hyped up for that game. Question, does he still rock the... The deuce deuce here in LA? I mean, does that depend uh, on, I guess that depends on awkward. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jermaine, you're going to stay awesome. Ooh, how about <laughs> that number, dude? Well, who's going to be able to pay who for it? Yeah, Jermaine's got the cash. Yeah, he's going to have to a joke. He's going to have to figure out his deal. Um, well, I'm excited. If nothing, if nothing, it gives us that, that number one at that position at a far, far cheaper price than what we're paying currently. Mm-hmm. And the production level that we're expecting to get should be higher than what we're getting currently. I'd love to see those two work together and be able to hold it down on the corners and it would just really solidify that secondary from the get-go. But I understand Tremaine's got a chance to make even more money and go on to a team where maybe he feels a little bit more wanted right now. I think just watching everything on the internet. I actually went to his page just kind of check out and 
seen any of his most recent comments, and everyone's like, see you later, Tremaine, thanks for everything, like, we've... Deuce, deuce. Yeah, it was like, people were just ready to just sign him off and, and walk him down the hall and kick him out, so... Um, but I think everyone is a lot like me. I mean, I just think the money's not there, and you bring in a guy like this usually means... You know, if you're bringing in a number one and you apparently already have a number one, you're kind of telling them something. Either we're going to, you know, move you down the ladder a little bit and you can hang around, but you're not going to get that big money, or, you know, it's time for you to go. So uh, we'll see how he takes it. Only time will tell. But it's so exciting that we're a part of that off-season news that, that's, you know, been cracked up a few weeks ago and it's only continuing to get stronger. And, and when that news broke and Twitter was on fire, it was really just, I didn't want to work, man. It was so hard for me to work, and I was checking Twitter every five seconds. And now we know what we gave up, and I was so concerned we were going to give up first round. And, you know, even if we gave up first round, I think I still would have, you know, supported it and said, hey, I'd rather get Marcus Peters, give up first round, than to mm-hmm. kind of make, you know, I don't want to say a shot in the dark, because they do a lot more research than a shot in the dark, but that you never can guarantee that a first rounder is going to pan out, that you're going to get instant play from them and instant great performance. So... With Peters, I feel comfortable with that. I would have felt good giving up a number one, but thankfully we didn't have We still have it. Who knows if we'll have it on draft day because of the way that, you know, Les needs making moves. But, man, kudos to that front office. It wasn't long ago that everyone was, you know, calling for Les Snead's head, and here he is looking like a freaking legend out here putting together a team for the second and third straight year. Right, and when you mentioned finding that news out, the best part about that not only is – Peters leading the NFL in interceptions. Just looking at last year, Tremaine Johnson got two. Well, imagine, Bear, if we had four more of those. He did get one. Peters did get one in the postseason, but he had five during the regular season. He had six total last year, 11 in the last two years, like we mentioned. But if we could have just had two or three more interceptions last year, the momentum changes we could have had and and, uh, just would have been a even better season for us. For sure. And another thing I love about him, watching him play, is that he is always going for the ball, whether it's in the interception or he's, you know, ripping at it when, you know, guys are trying to get extra yards. It reminds me, you know, being a Chicago Bear fan back in the day, Peanut Tillman was just notoriously known for punching the ball out. And and Peters has got this knack early in his career of stripping the ball. Uh, one of my favorites, I think it was versus Denver. He stripped it, picked it up, and returned it for six. Again, going back into that, turning defense into offense. He's going to be exciting. I can't wait to see him in the Coliseum. I can't wait to see him with the old school helmet on and uh, let the man do what he does. You're right. He has total field awareness and total ball awareness. He's always going after the ball. And we saw that play against Miami last year where he, he got the ball in his hands and did a little toe step, step like an awesome receiver would do. Yeah. Just knowing exactly where he's at. So I can't wait to, what, to see what he'll be able to produce. But another stat that made me really excited about this is the – Back to the same last three years, the pass interceptions plus pass breakups. This is a huge stat when it comes to cornerbacks. Right. Um, he, of course, leads with 50 total. He's got 31 pass breakups and 19 interceptions in the last three seasons. So lean, lean one more one more stat to get you going for those three cheeseburgers. We really got to steal. Yeah, thanks, Big Red, for hooking it up. Um, a couple of the things I want to kind of talk about as we as we sit here and talk about Peters, and this has basically been our Marcus Peters episode, which I'm totally okay with because I'm jacked about it. I was ready to do this on Friday, but here we are dropping it for Tuesday's podcast here. If you take a look at our squad now, and you look at the cornerstones at some of these positions, you got Jared Goff, who's 23, Todd Gurley, who's 23, 
Aaron Donald, who's 26, and Marcus Peters, who is 25. A few of those guys are potentially the best at their position. Todd Gurley, one of the best running backs out there. Aaron Donald, probably one of the best tackles. You got Marcus Peters, who's up there, one of the best corners. And then throw in our special teams unit. You know, you got Johnny Hecker, probably one of the best punters. We're sitting here, and we're just stockpiling young, amazing talent that has you know, the ceiling as the roof. So Speaking of Johnny Hecker, did you see that baby? He did. Congrats, Johnny yeah. Hecker. Congrats, Johnny Hecker. I tweeted, I tweeted him. Yeah. My mom liked it. Oh, hey. <laughs> Thanks, Joy. Joy Hecker's always there to like our, our tweets. Thanks, Joy. Well, that's good news. You got to love to see Rams Nation continue to grow. So congrats to you, Johnny Hecker, on a happy and healthy baby. All right, Bear, enough with the fun stats. I got some uh, maintenance news for you. Maintenance news, bring it. So we've had some internal transitions previously with Zach Taylor, who is now the quarterback's coach. So we had to do some replacing. Uh, we did hire two coaches, Matt Daniels, an assistant special teams coach, and Liam Cohen as an assistant wide receivers coach. So, yeah, Cohen replaces, like I mentioned, Zach Taylor, who is now the QB coach, and then Daniels actually played for the Rams back in 2008. 12 and 2013. So an ex-Ram joining on the coaching squad there. Keeping them young. I like it. Young and, and high energy. Except for Wade. It's tough for me to like think of a coach that we're bringing on and think that it's a bad addition. Because I'm like, if you pass a Sean McVay interview, yeah. then I want you, man. I want you on the team. Well, that's exciting maintenance news. Adding up. Keeping these guys continue to go. We went from having nothing last week to just... Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, I'm excited. And guys, continue on with that news. Actually, tomorrow I've got Eddie from Football Talk Daily is going to join us. Uh, he put together a piece on the Rams' perfect offseason. So I'm going to kind of uh, talk to him about what he thinks. I don't think Marcus Peters, picking up Marcus Peters, was on his original article. So yeah, I'm curious to see how that's going to shake things up and what he thinks that really means for us moving forward with Tremaine Johnson the rest of our secondary and, and how that's all going to put together. So we got Eddie on tomorrow. Got a couple other interviews I'm setting up this week, so we should have some fun stuff going on. James, you're going to get a little break here. I know I've been wearing you out, but I appreciate that. Guys, make sure to reach out to us on social media, at LA underscore Rambling Bear for myself, at jkroger3 for James. And then you can reach us also at LockdownRams. And Rams Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And then hit me up on the old Gmail. It still works. It's been a little bird chirpy there. Nothing much. But feel free to reach out to me. That's at LockdownRams at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, if you want to write for Lockdown Rams, let me know. Uh, we've got some positions still open for that. Any other news, maintenance, good stuff you want to share with the people out there in Rams Nation, James? That's it for me, Barrett. Just a lot of exciting Marcus Peters stats and a random maintenance update. Awesome. Well, good job. You did great today, James. <laughs> Appreciate it. You are not fired. Uh, as for the rest of you guys, we'll be back on Thursday and Friday to continue with our three days a week of the Lockdown Rams. I'll be adding a few more here and there uh, as I kind of pick up some of these interviews and we start to reach out to people. I'll kind of put them up a little bit more, but I'm excited for what's to come. I think this is only the beginning of what the Rams are going to do last year. They really shook things up and added some great valuable pieces. I think this is the first piece of many to come, whether it's seeing a couple guys go and making room for other people, but I don't think we're done in the trade market, whether it's draft picks, uh, moving around the draft, trying to find people, or adding a couple other free agents. So, that, so that's it. Yep, that's, <laughs> that's it. We got one guy, and we're done. But Les Snead is going to be a busy man. So if you need some help, Les, give me a call. I'm here when you need me.
Well, Rams Nation, I appreciate you joining us again. We will be back, as I mentioned, on Thursday. But you know the deal. Until next time, peace. Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.